Good morning, everybody. Lovely to see you on Advent Sunday, which we will be marking today, first Sunday of Advent. Uh, the theme of our service is the Mountain of the Lord, and our preacher is Ursula. Uh, just a couple of notices as we begin. Uh, you may have noticed as you came in in the foyer, there are uh, whole bunches of Christmas invite cards, uh, which look like that, and double-sided. And on that side, you've got some of the Christmas services there. Uh, they're all organized into street packs or packs of streets. So uh, if you are able to take a, a, a bunch or a, a collection of those, please, and deliver them around the parish, they all need to go out to the homes in, in the village uh, over the next couple of weeks. So if you're able to do that, uh, that would be wonderful. Uh, as you deliver, pray for the street, pray for the home uh, as you put those through the door. Uh, so that each may know uh, the light of Christ this Christmas. Uh, next Saturday, or uh, yeah, next Saturday, uh, the Christmas trees are going to be decorated. John Ashton's organising that. Uh, I think we're having one in and one out, as far as I know. So if you're able to help decorate that, um, please do come 10 o'clock Saturday morning to decorate the Christmas trees. It'll be lovely uh, to get those ready. Uh, we want to bless local businesses as well. This Christmas, we've done that for a few years now. Uh, and we do that by delivering tins of chocolates to local businesses. Um, so if you are able to donate a tin of chocolates, um, that would be wonderful. And uh, then we will organise those, those going out to the businesses in the next few weeks as well. Um, so if you could bring them either to Sarah in the office or bring them next Sunday. And uh, we will sort of get them all ready to go, as I say, in the next few weeks. Thank you very much. And so we begin our service by singing our first hymn, which is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. So let's stand to sing together.
Jesus. And so we're going to light our first Advent candle and there will be a prayer that comes up on the screen as that happens. People of God, awake. The day is coming soon when you shall see God face to face. Remember the ways and the works of God. God calls you out of darkness to, to walk in the light of his coming. You are God's children. Lord, make us one as we walk with Christ. So if you join in with me together. Lord, make us one as we walk with Christ today and forever. Amen. And so we join in and say the prayer preparation together. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. The collect for the first Sunday of Advent. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and to put on the armour of light. Now, in the time of this mortal life, in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to us in great humility, that on the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal. Through him, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And so Rich is going to bring us our Bible reading. The reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. If you're following in the Church Bible, please turn to page 687. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war any more. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Before Esther comes to preach to us, we're going to sing the Advent hymn number 154, Hark the Glad Sound. Would you stand to sing together?
pray for Ursula as she comes to preach. Father, we ask that you would have your hand on Ursula now as she brings your words to us. May our hearts be open to listen and to hear and to put into place what we are hearing. In Jesus' name. Good morning, everyone. Now, before I start, I have to tell you, we're not going to be listening, and I'm not going to be speaking about end times or war, which are the themes so often associated with this passage. But I am going to draw some points that we can apply this Advent as we journey with our Lord. So today, as you probably know, it's the traditional start of the church year, the first Sunday of Advent. It's the beginning of a new set of sermons with passages taken from Luke and Isaiah, which is the tradition as we look towards Christmas. In our Western tradition, Bible readings during Advent reflect themes of hope, of eternal life, as well as accountability for our faithfulness to God. We look back to the past and the birth of Christ, as well as the future and Christ's coming again. It can be a spiritual journey for us as individuals and for congregations as we wait in a spirit of expectation, anticipation, preparation, and longing for the remembering of the coming of our Saviour. Every year we await the rebirth of Christ when the world will be reconciled with God, the Anointed One, the Messiah, who will bring everlasting peace and justice and righteousness to our needy world. But for the Orthodox Church... Advent is a time of fasting and penitence similar to to Lent. Mourning, fasting, preparation. So as you might have already spotted, we haven't yet said our confessions. And instead, Peter is going to draw from that tradition of the Orthodox Church to lead us in penitence and repentance particularly as we've been exploring in our recent travels through the Minor Prophets, that sense of repentance. Advent. I expect you already know the meaning of the word is coming, looking toward, journeying toward. And this is the theme I'd like to explore a little today. A time of remembering of the events leading up to Christmas, of looking back to the events that took place in Bethlehem in that lowly stable. A period of preparation not only for Christmas, but for the second coming of Christ. We look forward to to the return eventually of the glorified Christ, and we walk in anticipation of his return. Of course, The sense of journeying has seen an upturn in interest and experience over recent years. A revival of pilgrimage, a journey in search of renewed or new meaning, not just for Christians, but for all people of faith or of no faith. And we regularly see pilgrimage on television these days, don't we? Traditional pilgrimage routes have seen huge upsurge in numbers travelling their well-worn paths. And new routes are being established, home and abroad. And some of you, I know, have walked them. Here, I suspect you may be asking yourselves, what am I talking about? What's Ursula talking about? Why this talk of journey and pilgrimage when we're supposed to be looking at this passage from Isaiah that speaks so clearly of war and of the second coming. It's a passage so often preached on Remembrance Sunday, isn't it? But of course there is a hint of pilgrimage and journeying in this passage. 
as the listeners are encouraged to look to the temple of the Lord. Pilgrims made the journey from the valley up to the temple in Jerusalem, reciting the Psalms of Ascent as they went. There is a hint of coming time, of journey, as we read the prophetic pictures of the end times. And there are many biblical references, aren't there, and traditions of journeying to mountaintops in search of an experience of the divine. We've journeyed, as I've already said, through some of the minor prophets in church and in our home groups. Journeying is woven into the fabric of our life and our faith. And here, this Advent, we have the opportunity to start another journey within our lifelong journey of faith. We're blessed, aren't we, that we journey through confession, through the work of the cross, to restoration, to the resurrection, and to Pentecost. And as we travel that road of faith, We're used to asking questions of scripture, aren't we? What does that mean? What's the implication of those verses for me, for my life? What answers does this passage give me? So this morning, let's briefly consider together how these verses from Isaiah might speak not just in the wider context of world peace or politics, but to us as individuals as we journey through this Advent 2022. And as signposts for our journey, I'd like to draw just three themes from the passage. One, you might have already guessed, is journey. The second is peace. And the third, light. As we travel... We remember perhaps the Apostle Paul reminding the Hebrews to fix their eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who run the race set before him. But what about those eddies, those temptations that we succumb to, those times when we take our eyes off the goal, off Jesus? The good news means that we don't lose the race. We're not disqualified. It's good sometimes to take a quiet moment or two and survey the landscape of our race over the past day, the past 24 hours or the past week perhaps, and ask our Heavenly Father to bring to mind those times when we've taken our eyes off our goal, when we've given into temptation, when we've shifted our gaze onto forbidden fruit, perhaps, or unwholesome thoughts. There are many things that can draw our eyes away from Christ. And I'm sure if we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the reality of Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24 to us. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. That is a prayer that will be answered. This passage from Isaiah is thought to date from around 740 BC. It was a time of turmoil, of conquest, of war, of unholy alliances. Doesn't that sound awfully familiar? The prophet, however, paints a vivid picture of the fruit of walking God's way. Yes, he was painting a vision for a nation. But surely the same applies to us as Christians and as a church. Walk God's way. Pursue his path. Be a pilgrim body with our eyes fixed on Jesus, 
allow the Holy Spirit to guide our steps. I wonder how Isaiah's listeners reacted when he went on to tell them in chapter 12, and a little child will lead. This child, the child whose birth we now wait to celebrate, our Saviour, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, will lead us and guide us. The second theme I'd like to explore very briefly is that of peace. Our passage connects God's promises and visions to realities of place, of mountains, of temples, of land. Later in this service, we join together in communion, but before then, we share the peace with one another. The offer of peace linked with the tangible sharing of bread and wine. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, If you are offering your gift at the altar and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. At the Last Supper, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. And later he said, My command is this, Love one another as I have loved you. That's a tall order, isn't it, at times? When Jesus himself appeared to the disciples after his resurrection, he greeted them by saying, Peace be with you. And just as Jesus shared his peace with us, so we share his peace with one another. Paul begins every one of his letters by saying, Grace to you and peace. One author says, Passing the peace is an ancient and transformative spiritual practice. It asks us to forgive, to be reconciled, one with another, just as we ourselves have been reconciled to God through the transformative work of Jesus. So when we get up later in the service and offer each other God's peace, we are partaking in the transformative work of Jesus in each other's lives. That is awesome and miraculous. And for those of us who are struggling with circumstances, let's hear those words of Jesus again to us, to me, this morning. My peace I give you. Okay, our outer world might be in turmoil, circumstances might be dreadful, but for the believer there is always a place of peace in the eye of a storm. I'm not saying this lightly, and not to diminish anyone's experience of suffering or pain or loss, but somewhere in the midst of all that besets us, there will be, albeit sometimes the faintest glimmer, that place of peace and hope where the transformative work is in action. And finally, light. The birth and the death and the resurrection of the Son of God marks a turning point in history. With the birth of Jesus, God turned on the light. God's promise that he will lead us and teach us and show us the way sets us free to walk in his light. The assurance of God's victory over sin and death gives us the confidence to seek his light and to follow where he leads us. Isaiah, in chapter 60, encourages us to embrace this hope for a future, for our future with God. Arise, shine, it says, for your light has come, the glory of the Lord rises upon you. And it continues, for the Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. 
Walking in the light means being prepared. Walking in God's light requires that we put our hope in God alone. When we walk in God's light, we live each day as if it were our last. It means looking for signs of God in the everyday events of our lives. And it means taking the opportunities which God gives us to help others into his light. I once lived in a house where my neighbours down the road went totally overboard with Christmas decorations. You know what I mean. Santa on the roof, blow-up reindeer, elves everywhere, flickering lights by the hundreds or probably thousands, even jingle bells and do-they-know-it's-Christmas playing out over a loudspeaker. I don't know whether that'll happen this year because of the cost of electricity. Now, I know I can be a grump at Christmas, but it drove me totally nuts. (laughs) I felt like going and pulling the plugs out. (laughs) Now, there was no escape. Even with the curtains firmly drawn, I could still see the lights. The thing is that light always wins over darkness, doesn't it? Advent provides us with many challenges and opportunities to walk in the light of Christ and to be that light in the darkness of our world. As God's people, let's be witnesses to the Saviour's love. Let's share his light, his heavenly light, with those around us. Let's journey through this Advent expecting transformation reconciliation, and share his light with others. Amen. Thank you, Esther, very much indeed. Ursula's picked out three themes, journey, peace, and light. And uh, Ursula mentioned the Orthodox tradition, and uh, I think it's one, it's a good one to, to carry into Advent of, of just spending a little bit of time in confession, getting our hearts right with God. Uh, just quote something Ursula said in her talk. Bring to mind those things that we have focused on that are things that draw us away from Christ. And so God, I believe, is calling us to be a people, a pilgrim people, a pilgrim body focused on the light and the love of Christ. So we're going to have some time, just a a short time of repentance uh, and getting our hearts right with God. And there will be some uh, words on the screen to help us to do that and a little bit of quiet, a little bit of silence so that we can uh, commune with God in our hearts. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked abandon their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Turn back to the Lord who will have mercy. So let's just keep a moment of quiet to reflect on our lives before God. And so we join in these words together. Lord God, we have sinned against you. We have done evil in your sight. We are sorry and repent. Have mercy on us according to your love. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew a right spirit within us 
and restore us to the joy of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so may the Father of all mercies cleanse you from your sins and restore you in his image to the praise and glory of his name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Blessed be the Lord, who has heard the voice of our prayer. Therefore shall our hearts dance for joy, and in our song we will praise our God. And so I'm going to lead us in some more prayers now. And uh, when I say the word Maranatha, would you please respond, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. So let's pray. In joyful expectation of his coming to our aid, we pray to Jesus. Come to your church as Lord and Judge. Father, we pray for all of us at Christ Church. We pray for our lives individually and our lives collectively. We pray that you will help us to be a pilgrim people, a people of peace, a people who are drawn to your light and to share your light with those around us. Help us to live in the light of your coming and give us a longing for your kingdom. Maranatha. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Come to your world as King of the nations. We pray particularly for our government. We pray for our Prime Minister. And we pray for all his cabinet. We pray for all MPs and those who are in local government closer to home. May each turn to you, we pray, as they seek to bring justice and order in matters of law and good governance. We pray especially for the Chancellor of the Exchequer, as he endeavours to lead on economic affairs in a very turbulent climate. Before you, rulers will stand in silence. Maranatha. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Come to the suffering as saviour and comforter. And in your heart, I invite you to remember a place in the world where there is conflict or strife or need. And lift that place to the Lord in your heart now. Break into our lives, break into our world, where we struggle with sickness and distress, and set us free to serve you forever. Maranatha, amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Come to us as shepherd and guardian of our souls. Remember in the quietness of our, our hearts, anyone we know who is grieving for a loved one who has died. Give us with all the faithful departed a share in your victory over evil, sin and death. Maranatha. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Come from heaven, Lord Jesus, with power and great glory. Lift us up to meet you, that with all your saints and angels we may live and reign with you, with you in your new creation. Maranatha. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus, do not delay. Give new courage to your people who trust in your love. 
by your coming, raise us to share in the joy of your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, where you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And so as God's pilgrim people, we stand to sing our hymn before we share the peace. Behold the Lamb who bears our sins away. Let's stand to sing together. So we come to share the peace. Remember, we are still navigating COVID, and uh, there may be people who want to uh, maintain some social distance. So, if that is the case, please do sit down, and we will respect that, of course. 
in the tender mercy of our God, in the day spring from on high shall break upon us, to give light to those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. And so may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's share God's peace with each other. We're going to use Eucharistic Prayer A. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right. It is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places to give you thanks and praise, Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead, and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit, and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body, and his blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of your kingdom. And with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your Spirit inspire us with your love and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, 
We worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour Christ has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. And so we continue our custom of taking the bread from the, the table in the middle, and the wine from either side here, and the non-alcoholic drink will, will be on that side of the church.
body of Christ, keep you in eternal life. Amen. The blood of Christ, keep you in eternal life. And so we pray, or I pray this prayer after communion. O Lord our God, make us watchful and keep us faithful as we await the coming of your Son, our Lord, that when he shall appear, he may not find us sleeping in sin, but active in his service and joyful in his praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And we pray together, Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Amen. Let's pray for those who can't be with us this morning here in person. Father, we pray for those who are at home or in hospital. We pray that you would touch each and every one, wherever they are, however they are. Touch them with your love. Enable them to know your peace and your light in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And so we stand to sing our final hymn. O breath of life, come sweeping through us. Let's stand to sing together. Christ, the Son of Righteousness, shine upon you. Scatter the darkness from your path and make you ready to meet with him when he comes in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and keep you now and always. Amen. And so we go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ.
Thank you.